So everything's cat-centric um, at Castle Vets. Um, everything we've um, put in upstairs has been about the cats. Um, this morning, my head nurse came to me and said, have you heard the fans upstairs? So I had to go upstairs, <laughs> turn on the fan and go, oh, yes, they're too loud. And then go speak to the builder and say, I need quieter fans. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Borborygmy, Noises from the Veterinary World, the show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. The triumphs and the tribulations, they're all in here. I'm Naomi Mella, vet and podcaster, and we're now into season three. Borborygmy is produced in association with our pals at Vetstego Diversify, and you can find heaps of talking points and conversations after each of these episodes over on our social media, so do go and check that out. This season is a unique collaboration with virtual veterinary specialists. Do you ever wish you could just conjure up a specialist to help you in person with a difficult case? Well, now you can! The wonders of cutting-edge medical technology means that VVS specialists can be instantly on hand to live guide you through procedures. The tech and the experience are, by all accounts, amazing. But don't just take our word for it. Search for Virtual Veterinary Specialists on YouTube to see video clips and find out for yourself what we're talking about. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Ellie Marriott and Nuala Summerfield about their love of all things feline, as well as some of the clinical challenges that cats can present, particularly with regard to cardiology. Nula is a cardiology specialist as well as the co-founder and clinical director of VVS. Ellie is a partner at Castle Vets, an independent practice in Dorchester. They're an ISFM gold standard cat-friendly clinic and Ellie believes in providing the very best care she can to every cat that walks through her door. Both Ellie and Nula are also enthusiastic adopters of new technology, embracing change where they can as part of their ethos in veterinary medicine. And we began talking about technology and the changes Ellie has seen over the course of her career. So when I graduated last century, <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were told that we, um, my, I remember the beginning of my ultrasound, one of four ultrasound lectures we got. I won't name the person who was giving the lecture. And, and that person said, um, well, of course, you'll never really use this in practice. <laughs> how wrong they were so I think yeah definitely the use of ultrasound is, is something that wasn't going to be used in practice but it's very much now so uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the future I'm sure technology will continue to improve the way we take care of our patients mm. and how did you guys meet each other it was at Spivs. I was um, I was uh, attending Spivs as you know uh, practice partner, and um, Nuna was giving a talk on telemedicine. Um, I'm quite into my sort of technology. I'm an early adopter, let's say, and I was just like, "That is it. That is the future of veterinary medicine. That is how we are going to provide these um, improved services in." rural areas like I work in um, and um, haven't looked back really to be honest we have a referral level which sounds about £30,000 um, but I just think and that's what I mean I think that's what we're about at Castle Vets it's about doing the best for the patients um, and so we were we, we felt that was the right thing and I you know I completely believe we did the right thing because we can really see what we're looking for um it's not just a big wobbly gray white mess <laughs> <A lot of> people <laughs> describe as you can actually see what you're looking at and you know you're looking at that and that's what it is which is fantastic um so it was great to have that and, and as, as far as a business goes and yeah absolutely because because we are 
have faith in our ultrasound machine and I think there's been a snowball effect where people are more and more willing to book them in and certainly if I look back sort of five years ago to the number of ultrasounds I did to the number I do now I mean I must I must be doing an ultrasound a day now you know whereas probably I was lucky if I did one a month you know um, going back five years because I don't think anyone really wanted to get the dusty old Boris out of his cupboard and <laughs> and turn him and fire him up so yeah it's been great from that point of view too. And one of the other things that I would wanted to say based on Ellie's previous conversation was it's been just such a pleasure seeing her ultrasound technique and her skills improve as she's done more and more scanning with us um, because she's, you know, she's becoming a really skilled ultrasonographer and she's really got the, you know, the hang of, of echo, which is not easy in cats. And, you know, that, that for me gives huge satisfaction to just see someone's uh, abilities progress in the way that Ellie's have to the point where Ellie was even asking me if there was a cardiology course that she could now go on so maybe (laughs) she's a she's a budding cardiology certificate holder too (laughs) so one of the things that makes um, echo difficult in cats is that well they're typically wiggly patients but uh, Ellie's nurses are are really good at restraining cats and also they're small so if you think about the size of a cat heart it's tiny and then if that's beating at 200 plus beats per minute and you're having to hold the ultrasound probe which is a a very sort of small footprint probe over the rib try and keep the image and then learn to work your machine it just adds various levels of complexity so cats aren't the best learning cases I think Ellie may have learned on cats but (laughs) but It's just because I like to book them in, you know, that's the, <laughs> just the patients I book in, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but, but you know, as, as, as I said, you've done a, a brilliant job with your scanning and your, your um, uh, confidence and your skill levels are really accelerating. So, you know, not everybody decides to go in at the sort of difficulty end of the spectrum of cats when they're learning uh, echo, but that's what makes them difficult. I think that's one of the beauties of VVS. It, it, you're getting a good result for your patient, but you're also upskilling yourself. And having done my medicine um, qualifications, I know you know a lot about what I need to do to treat these patients, but it's then getting the diagnostic images, um, which sometimes I struggled with. So it's really helpful to be able um, to have someone, a, a mentor basically behind your shoulder going, yes, do you see that? That's this, this is this. And you're like, oh yeah. And, and, and as time goes on, you, you learn so much that you are getting more and more skilled and also interpreting the images. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it's really improve my um, job satisfaction so, you know that is what general practitioners need to stay in medicine and stay stay in practice I think. I certainly uh, have a lot of respect for for GP vets but I think there is too much of a distinction between that that general practice is somehow not equivalent to specialisms. And essentially, we're all vets. We've just decided to be different kinds of vets. So we're all at vet school together. Now, I just do cardiology. So I know a lot about cardiology, but but that's my area of specialty. Don't take me outside of that. So as I often say to, to Ellie, let's not scan south of the diaphragm, you know, keep me up at the top end. That's where I can help you. So I think that the way that we deliver the very best care for our patients is by this collaborative approach. Ellie knows her clients and she knows her patients really, really well. The relationship is there. Um, I can advise on cardiology and, you know, the diagnosis and the treatment and the follow-up. And that's what I bring to the table. Um, And I think if we all work together, that's how we, we get the very best outcomes. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, being able to work together to provide the best care for our patients is how it, it should be. Yeah, for sure. And how do you manage the communication between you, Nula, and the owner when you're working up cases this way? I'm not taking the credit for it. I tend to say Nula quite a lot, you know, oh, well, Nula has said this. Uh, but I think because um, I'm talking to Nula about the pros and cons of this, does she believe this? Does she think that? We're having our little discussion about what we think is possible for the patient, etc. And then um, they're getting one answer rather than maybe a less joined up approach in the traditional way. So everything's cat-centric um, at Castle Vets, and I'm really excited to be unveiling our sort of cat suite upstairs um, shortly. And I'm really excited about that. We are already a gold status um, cat-friendly clinic by the ISFM. Um, everything we've um, put in upstairs has been about the cats. Um, this morning, my head nurse came to me and said, have you heard the fans upstairs? So I had to go upstairs, <laughs> turn on the fan and go, oh, yes, they're too loud. And then go speak to the builder and say, I need quieter fans. <laughs> it really comes across in your voice that you that you love cats, which is amazing. I'm definitely the cat maddest, um, but I have a new, uh, um, a relatively new member of the team. She's a very experienced vet um, and um, she's also very interested in cats. So between between the two of us I think we'll be um, hogging upstairs for our cats and um, I have a very passionate nursing team um, Fliss Kenny who's my head nurse is also um, very cat passionate um, she's just the best at you know um, holding cats for us and keeping them calm and you know we, we're all about and I really believe in the cat friendly clinic you know I think um, having as I already said, you know, keeping cats um, calm and quiet is the way to treat them and to get the best out of them and to, to you know, take blood samples, anything. You can do it without any restraint, really. I, I have a one-handed um, blood sampling technique that I use with owners. I don't usually get the nurses to hold them at all for blood sampling when the owners are allowed in the building. Um, and so it's just all about minimal stress, minimal handling, trying to make the environment as cat-friendly as possible means that then the cat, um, the way you examine them and treat them is so much easier it's so much easier to treat a cat that's not stressed I would like to scan every cat that's got a murmur um, and until Nula came along the problem I had was that we're an hour away from a specialist you know a specialist cardiologist so persuading then a cat owner who's got a cat who has no clinical signs to you know just turned up for a booster they think the cat's healthy I hear a murmur and then trying to persuade them to drive their cat for an hour to see a specialist you know is not a, an easy thing at all um, and I don't think I hardly ever got any I think I might have persuaded one or two patients to make that drive um, but then since I've been working with Nula I regularly scan cats who um, I've picked up um, on booster vaccination um, and some of those have turned out to have quite significant cardiac disease and others haven't you know and, and they're innocent murmurs and and that's great you know so it's good news whatever really as far as I can see because we can treat the patient for the problem they've got. So I think, uh, as Ellie said, quite rightly, um, when you are examining a cat, whether it be a cardiac exam or any other exam, your life is just so much easier if you can start off with a, a non-stressed patient. Um, so I, I find personally working with Ellie's practice great from the point of view that you have nurses that can really manage and handle the cats really well. So when we're ultrasounding together, uh, the sort of handling aspect is never really an issue. Um, at, at Ellie's practice and I think then it makes the whole examination of, of the cat from a cardiac perspective just so much easier. Cats are not straightforward cardiac patients. I find cat cardiology really fascinating. It's much more 
complex than canine cardiology and so it has some inherent frustrations because I think in some ways uh, cardiologists have a bit of a, a, a surgeon mentality in that we like to get a diagnosis it's black and white we know what it is you know that's why I probably wouldn't make a great medic because there's a lot of gray areas <laughs> so with cats they they have a lot more gray areas um, but it's good, you know, that with cats, there's always something more to learn. They can just completely surprise you. And I've learned with cats, never try to prognose, you know, to to give a prognosis because some of these cats with horrendous heart disease are still going, you know, years later. I think working with, uh, you know, practices like Castle Vets and uh, vets like Ellie and her team for us is, you know, is fantastic because Ellie already has that um has that vision of how she wants the the practice to be what kind of services she wants to offer her clients what kind of care she wants to give her patients and she always strives for really excellent care and and nothing less is good enough so for me I couldn't ask for anything more that that's exactly the kind of person that I love working with and and I really one of the aspects I really enjoy about VVS is getting to know the vets that we work with because as Ellie said you know we can have a bit of a, a laugh and a joke about things. It doesn't just feel like, you know, we're just there to do sort of serious clinical work. There's always something, you know, in the day to have a smile about or to to chat about. And, and you do get to feel that you know each other. And, and I, you know, we feel that we become an extension of their team. And, and you know, that that's exactly um, what we're, we're hoping to do, but also what for me makes the the role and the the job essentially so worthwhile. Nuna really feels like a colleague she feels like a a a member of the practice team to me I've got to know her a little bit um, and so rather than being this like kind of lofty sort of separate specialist who's on a pedestal she's somebody who I you know can approach and can ask silly questions of um, and she is always really patient and understanding and explaining things so couldn't ask for more really to be honest thanks so much for listening it means a lot to us that you do If you enjoyed this episode, please share it wherever you can and do tell a friend because we'd love more of you to join our community celebrating the veterinary profession and those working within it. Borborygmy is brought to you by me, Naomi Mella, as part of Vet Stay Go Diversify. You can drop me a DM with any feedback or suggestions at Naomi the Vet with underscores between on Instagram or Twitter. And you can find VVS on any of the social platforms if you just search VVS Vet. Thanks to everyone involved this season. Your support is much appreciated.